T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I know we've shared some wonderful moments over the years. Moments full of energy and excitement. But this won't be exciting. It's Mark Grody on 670 The Score, a radio.com sports station. All right, here's what it is right now for the Chicago Bears. Here is the theme right now. 602 on a Tuesday night on Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score. Everything is still in play. And I mean everything. And we're going to get into it. What's going on? It is Mark Grody in for Joe Ostrowski. Joe O has the night off. He's got the week off. Joe O shall return Next week, I, Mark Grody, broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers, here with you until 10 tonight on The Score, and would love to interact with you. we got a lot going on tonight, but please, by all means, text, call, tweet, 312-644-6767 is the number or the text number. It is either or for you. I will read your tweets, too. did a lot of that last night on Twitter. You could do so at my handle. At Mark Grody Sports, G-R-O-T-E is the way we're spelling it. If you do call, the man to whom you will speak is Adam Stadzinski. We call him Studs. On Saturdays, we call him the Trash Panda. Please feel free to call him the, the Trash Panda. If you do call, he is our executive producer in our downtown Chicago studios. On the show tonight, you're going to love this lineup. Momentarily, we're going to talk to Patrick Finley of the Chicago Sun-Times. He covers the Bears, so we'll see what he thinks about Allen Robinson and the quarterback situation and all things Bears going forward. So Finley in moments. Olin Krutz is going to be on at 7 o'clock tonight, the former Bear, current broadcaster for The Score, and um, I was going to say Comcast Sports, but it is NBC Sports Chicago. Krutzy will join us at 7 o'clock. He's also got a podcast I want to talk to him about. But you know Olin Krutz will have some serious thoughts about what is going on with the Bears. And then we will talk college hoops with my man, Eli Herskovich. He's my workout partner at work. That's right, Eli Herskovich. We oh, will you've talk seen him up there hoops. too? <laughs> <laughs> I ran into oh, him yeah, like three man. days in a row once. Eli would, yeah, we, we go up there and he was doing back. I was doing, he was doing some running too. He was blown away studs. You're going to appreciate this by the fact that 
I can run on a treadmill for a thir- full 30 minutes. That's what I did that day, and he nice. couldn't believe. Not that he couldn't believe that somebody like me could do that. He just said that he can't do that, that he's only at about a 10-minute run, you know? So, you know, I told him. get there. I, He'll yeah, get there. That's, what, that's what I told him. I said, don't worry, kid. You'll, you'll get there at some point in time. Just add a little extra motivation, a good song in the ear, and you'll be just great. So, yeah, everything's still in play for the Bears. And here are Allen Robinson does get the – if you haven't heard, Allen Robinson gets the, the franchise tag today, the, the Bears wide receiver. The two sides – would have until July 15th to work out a long-term deal. So that is in play. Do I think it's likely? Probably not. But they have until then to do it. So it's still in play. We have not heard from Allen Robinson. His his tweets have been pretty funny because they have been, zero has been about what happened today with the franchise tag. Mostly the tweets that I've seen from Allen Robinson today pertain to video games. Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, they... As I sit here at 6.06 now on a Tuesday night, those two guys are still in play as well. And these are places you want to be right now if you are a Bears fan. So here's a question I want you to keep in mind. And if you want to text in your replies or tweet them in to me too, I'd appreciate it. Did the Bears do the right thing in giving Allen Robinson the franchise tag? Or would you have preferred to see him get the three-year deal? Again, tweet or text your responses at Mark Grody Sports or 312-644-6767. We will get to that here momentarily. But joining me right now from the Chicago Sun-Times is my guy, Patrick Finley. He covers the Bears, and this segment is being brought to you by Alpamonte Ford. Alpamonte Ford at Melrose Park on North Avenue or APFord.com. And Finley, I guess this is not a big surprise that this has occurred is this what you assumed would happen, even though it got to a, a later hour than I thought it would get to to make this happen around noon today? Yeah, you know, the Bears always announce these decisions uh, right around the deadline. They're not, they typically do not uh, make you know their answers known four days in advance. Um, I wasn't surprised, and if I can answer your uh, poll question. Please. I think they did the, they did the right thing by giving him the tag but only after doing the wrong thing for a full year and being unable to negotiate a long-term deal with him. You know, I promise you they would have gotten him at a cheaper rate had they, you know, wanted to play ball uh, last offseason. Uh, then they will if they can work out an extension with him, and, and that's the next step here. Uh, you know, uh, once they get through the barrage of free agency here next week, and once they figure out who the quarterback's going to be, you know, they need to sit down with Allen and see if they can repair – whatever sort of awkwardness has been there for the last year and work on a long-term deal because presuming he wants to be here, uh, it would be beneficial to the Bears. Let me go back then. What what do you think the Bears did wrong? Because obviously there's two sides to this during negotiating. What do you think the Bears should have done differently? Or I guess why are well, I guess why are you blaming the Bears for the for the, the in season negotiating that obviously did not come to pass? From what I understand, um, Robinson's demands in terms of annual value looked a lot like Keenan Allen's with the Chargers. Uh, I think he probably preferred a three-year deal versus a four-year deal. Uh, you know, a lot like the contract he took when they got him to the Bears in the first place. And the Bears were more interested in a longer-term deal at maybe a $16 million a year um, 
rate uh, than a short deal at 18 or so. Robinson then went out and put together a season that made him look far more like the 18 a year than the 16 a year. And, and I guess because of that, if I had to fault a side, and I'm not saying that it's entirely, you know, any one side's fault, but, you know, Robinson to me uh, earned that extra couple of million dollars by the way he's played in the last year or two. What do you think the chances are that the two sides do get a deal done by July 15th, a long-term three or four-year deal? I don't know. I really don't. I think that Robinson, all things being equal, if the Bears had a functioning quarterback, uh, would like to be here and like to be one of the great receivers in the history of the team. Um, but, you know, if, you know, if negotiations don't go well, you could certainly make an argument that, you know, there's a, what, 50-50 chance that the coach and GM are gone at this time next year or at the end of this upcoming season. Um, you can argue that the odds of the Bears getting a stable, above-average quarterback this offseason aren't good. And if that's the case, you could really start to talk yourself into, uh, you know, either playing out the string uh, this season or, uh, or trying to push your way somewhere in a trade I don't think Robinson would take that ladder tack unless uh, they've explored all possibilities there. But, you know, if you're an offensive player on the Bears, uh, you know, there are a lot more stable places in the world than Chicago. That is true. And who knows? You're right. Who knows what happens still in the offseason when the, the supposed free agent frenzy does occur? A little bit later on in this month, as a matter of fact, that would be on March 17th, next Wednesday. But I heard you say about the quarterback, I think I heard you say that they're going to get an average or below average quarterback. So you're not expecting the big splash at quarterback. Is that what I'm reading from you, Patrick Finley? Uh, uh, Here's my Russell Wilson preamble. Okay. We need to lay this out before we talk about anything else. All right. If the Seahawks trade him before June 1st, they will have to take on a 39 million with an M salary cap hit this year. That means that while the rest of the league is playing with 180 million, 183 million, something like that, the Seahawks would be playing with eh, about 140. Pete Carroll is the oldest coach in football. Uh, he and John Schneider put together a team that makes the playoffs damn near every year. Um, and their players you know, whether it's Jamal Adams, whether it's D.K. Metcalf, are in their absolute primes. What motivation do they have, unless it is absolutely unavoidable, to pay $39 million for the privilege of trading the greatest player in franchise history? I don't see it. I just the only thing it. would be, you know, the only thing, Patrick, the only thing, and you're right, that makes complete sense. The only thing would be ego, and that would be Pete Carroll's ego and thinking he could do it his own way with a cheaper option and do it with defense and running game and a conservative quarterback. That's the only thing. But, but he, yeah, even if Pete chomped his gum and talked about competing and, and said, we're going to go do this my way, uh, they'd be doing it with one hand tied behind their back because they'd have $39 million fewer dollars to spend. And, you know, the Bears aren't going to send them a quarterback in return. And if it was simple enough to acquire a quarterback, the Bears would have done that uh, at any point in the last 70 years in franchise history. So <laughs> I don't, yeah. I mean, you know, if we want to go down that hypothetical path, I mean, I don't know that I could construct a package that would make it worth it to Seattle to swallow hard 
um, pay the $39 million and not get a quarterback in return. I mean, what, I mean, what are, what is it? Khalil Mack, Roquan and two ones, <laughs> three ones. I mean, it's a King's ransom. And I, I just, I, I don't know how it happens. Yeah, it would. It definitely would be very tough to make it happen on both sides. I do think the Bears would probably like if we're talking about the Bears giving up that ransom. Don't you think that they would, and that they'd be willing? Like, if the Bears, you know, pine this guy were to get Russell Wilson, don't you think that they would allow for that to occur, and maybe, maybe even allow for next year to not be a great year, but have the franchise quarterback? And with that guy, you can rebuild quickly. And in the NFL, you could rebuild quickly. Or do you think that because jobs are on the line, it would be a non-starter? I think that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, if they traded for Russell Wilson, let's say they go 8-8 eight eight again next year. And, well, let's say miss the playoffs. They could sit there with a straight face and say, you know that problem? We solved it. We told you we would solve mm-hmm. it, and we solved it. And now, you know, I, you know, I'm Ryan Pace. I've always been great at getting guys, you know, in the third round, fourth round, fifth round. We can find, you know, regular, you know, contributors at every position in the sport, you know, in that band for the next couple of years. We just – it's impossible to do that at quarterback. <laughs> I mean, the last team that did that at quarterback was what? The Seattle Seahawks when they drafted Russell Wilson, probably, mm-hmm. in terms of getting somebody not on the first day that can turn into something. Yes, they could certainly trade for Wilson, you know, have the exact same record, you know, next year that they had, you know, this past year and make a case to keep their job. And, and I don't know, you know, again, this is hypothetical and it's really fun to talk about it. Maybe more fun to talk about than it is practical. But, you know, can you imagine them saying no to any Russell Wilson trade? Like, I, I can't imagine what the asking price would be that Ryan Pace would walk away from. I think this is far more an issue of, you know, why would Seattle trade him than it is, you know, would the Bears be willing to eat what they're asking for? That's the voice of Patrick Finley of the Chicago Sun-Times. Definitely follow him on Twitter, at Patrick Finley, F-I-N-L-E-Y, just the way you would think it would be spelled. Uh, Back to Allen Robinson. Do you think if they don't get a long-term deal done with him that he'd be the kind of guy that would, would sit out of either OTAs, training camp, or even, God forbid, for the sake of Bears fans, any season games? No, but I, dang, you know, dang, I hate to see him penalized by the team because they know that he won't. (laughs) They suspect that he won't. And, you know, we have seen a lot of wide receivers in football that we would all define as a little crazy, a little little egocentric. Um, Allen Robinson is not one of those guys. Um, and, you know, I hope that that's not costing him money for his, you know, for his own sake. You know, in terms of sitting out the, the off-season program, yeah, maybe. Maybe he'd do that. But there's a decent chance that this off-season program is just Zoom meetings. And, you know, the offense right now is, you know, what it, – it's not changing. It's Matt Nagy's and it's, you know, Bill Lazor's. And if you believe what Nagy said, that maybe Tom Herman will bring some changes with him, maybe that's the case, but this guy's a consultant. So Allen Robinson could, you know, turn off his laptop for three months this offseason, skip the offseason workouts and I'm, or offseason meetings, and I'm not sure he'd be behind one bit. But that also doesn't quite send the message that it would if it were in person because there's so little that he would be missing out on.
Yeah, no, and you're right. I, I didn't really think about it that way. That yeah, this this off season, at least the OTA portion, could be look very similar to last year. And I don't even know at this point if there's going to be preseason games. All things that we'll get to down the road. So the as I mentioned earlier, the free agency opens. March 17th, and everybody's expecting it to be this, the, the word frenzy keeps popping up because of all the, the big name cuts that could take place. Where do the Bears fit in with that, either in terms of big names that they might have to cut or guys that or guys or positions that they may be able to sift through and pick through in this pile of players that may be available? I believe if you count Allen Robinson's $18 million contract, I think the Bears are now $20 million or so over the cap as mm-hmm. we you know, sit here today. They're going to have to get that down. I think you know uh, where you start is you talk to Eddie Jackson, Eddie Goldman, about renegotiating their deals, moving some money around to make their cap hit less onerous this upcoming year. I think you talk to Akeem Hicks and Kyle Fuller about extensions. Both of them have a year left uh, on their deal. At a pretty big number, uh, you know, if you extend them, maybe you can uh, shorten that number in the short term. Man, I would hate, I would hate to see them cut Akeem Hicks or or Kyle Fuller uh, because of salary cap reasons. I just, you know, if you're trying to feel the best defense you can, uh, those two guys I think are pretty irreplaceable. Uh, so you go there, and then you know, Bobby Massey isn't coming back. Uh, that was a fairly obvious one. So was Buster Screen. I'll be real curious to see what happens with Jimmy Graham. You know, Graham was better this year than I thought he would be. No but doubt. I still don't think – I still think that Cole Komet showed enough progress that you could probably get by with him and, you know, you know whatever sort of veteran du jour you could get for half as, half as much as you're paying Graham. Then there's the complicating factor of let's say you think you may have a chance at Russell Wilson one day. Um you want to keep his friend on your team? <laughs> somebody, who, somebody who could encourage him to come here? Does that play a role? Uh, you know, th- these are all good questions, but, you know, just on paper, I think Graham's contract is um, a fairly obvious cap casualty. Um, on paper, if you kind of, you know, take away all those other, uh, other factors. I would say, though, that... He- even if Jimmy Graham was to be a, a small factor in potentially getting Russell Wilson to the Bears, I think that they would probably get creative and they would they would they would allow the player to stick around to to bring him in the old the, the old Jack Haley rule. The Jack Haley used to play for the Bulls and he was the protector of Dennis Rodman. It's a very different scenario, but for some reason, Patrick, Jack Haley just popped up in my brain. But that's my brain. Yeah. You know what, uh, the difference is that Jimmy Graham at one point was one of the greatest 10 players walking the planet, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if uh, Jimmy Graham would like to be considered a Jack Haley. Um, and, you know, he was really good in, you know, I, I don't want to dismiss Graham's season in the red zone. He was really good. Yeah. And you could certainly make an argument that even if he's just somebody that you use, you know, you know, outside of the tw- or inside the twenty, uh, going in that you know he could make you know he could be a pretty smooth pickup for somebody, including the Bears. But I just at, at that number, I just I, I don't see it. I, I don't see it right now. Yeah, I, I, it, 
it would be it would be very difficult for sure. All right, last thing, man. Last thing. So I, I can tell you're pretty down on the possibility of Russell Wilson. Everything you're saying makes sense. Who do you think the quarterback of the Chicago Bears will be in 2021? You got a name or a, a type or a group of guys from whom the Bears will be picking at this point? What do you think, man? Get your get your uh, recording device out right now, Brady. <laughs> three, uh, two, uh, one. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, three, two, and one. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Long dash, Patrick Finley. Um, if it were okay, let's just have the if it would be conversation. Okay. I uh, I know I like Sam Darnold more than a lot of people I know. I like All Sam right. Darnold a lot a lot more than people I know who are much smarter about football than I am. So I will put that out there. But I wouldn't see the harm if you could get the Jets to make a move in the next couple of weeks. I wouldn't see the harm in acquiring him knowing that if after June 1st, Russell Wilson forces his way out, that maybe there's the young, promising 23-year-old, you know, lottery ticket that you could include as part of the trade package for him. And that, if that doesn't happen, then you've still got a 23-year-old who's only been in a bad situation with the Jets, uh, somebody whose turnovers in college were alarming and still are alarming, but somebody that maybe you can dream on a little bit. Uh, I'd consider him, when you look at free agents, Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't really do it for me. No. Alex Smith doesn't do it for me. The best free agent is Mitch Trubisky, let's be honest. Boy. And that is bad news for everybody. Um, I would keep an eye out on Marcus Mariota. There's a chance he's going to just get cut by the Raiders uh, if they can't find a team to trade for him. I've liked him for a long time. I know that the Bears liked him when he came out of the draft. Uh, but he's Mitch. He's, you know, a guy his teammates love, a guy who yeah. is mobile, a guy who, you know, has had flashes of greatness, a former number two pick, but somebody who hasn't really put it all together yet. And, if anything, he may be the perfect <laughs> uh, – he may be a good example for Mitch uh, when Mitch is looking to get his next job, and I don't think that job will be with the Bears. I think that being a number two underneath an offensive – a good offensive mind, you know, somebody like a Shanahan or a McVeigh, uh on a one-year deal may do wonders for Mitch. And, and I think that, you know, if he came in and released the way that Mariota did, uh, you know, with the Raiders – this year in a very, very, very limited opportunity and does well, then teams can kind of trick themselves into thinking that, that maybe maybe he's better than you. Uh, so, Mariota, I mean, Grody, who do you got? Yeah, I mean, that's, it's a pretty uninspiring list right now. Um, you, know, you know, you look at Mariota, you look at Jameis Winston, you look at Cam Newton, you know, Bears could have had all those guys last year, last offseason. They were free. Yeah. I mean, there's – Bears didn't give up. A couple of – there's a couple of possibilities. Like, if it's not, like, I think I have more unreasonable fantasy hope on Russell Wilson. Like, I prefer not to hear about things like the $39 million cap hit and sensible <laughs> things like that. About. I mean, it is fun to talk about. Yes. And, that's, and there is some value to that in early March. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I still have my eyes on that. But. In the, in the more reasonable categories, I do think it's possible that Nick Foles will start. And then the name that I, I 
well, I haven't been hearing this name, I should say. I, I just remember how much how interested the Bears were in Teddy Bridgewater last year, at least according to a report that, that was started here on the score via some sources that the Bears really liked Teddy Bridgewater. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they've backed off of him based on his season last year, but I don't rule out that possibility. And even though Bridgewater had an off year last year, I do think he is better than Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky, and I think he would be a better starter than those guys. Not exciting, but what do you think about Teddy Bridgewater? I think that when the Panthers' owner fired their general manager last, whatever it was, November something, he said, essentially, we don't know whether Teddy Bridgewater is the answer to quarterback. <laughs> so uh, it would seem to me that uh, he's on the outs there. Uh, Timing-wise, uh, that's to me where it gets interesting is uh, – they're probably not going to let him go unless they get somebody better. And are they going to get anybody better before the draft? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Bridgewater, be, he'd be fine. And, you know, he, cer- he certainly, if you traded for him a week before the draft, you may still draft a quarterback number 20. I mean, I think that that would be a completely logical thing to do yeah. if one of them was available. Uh, and if it was somebody that you liked, uh, he'd be fine. You know, I mean, we're just really, though, and that's why Bears fans, I know, are excited about the potential, as small as it may be, about Russell Wilson or about Deshaun Watson, is all your other choices are kind of middle-class quarterbacks, and none of them really give you too much hope that things are going to be markedly better this year than it was last, last year. Even if you could sit there and say, okay, we're going to draft him a right tackle or a left tackle in the first round. And we're going to, you know, add another receiver. That way we don't have to rely on Anthony Miller. You know, you can make a case for building uh, a better mousetrap around him. But, you know, if the quarterback is a, you know, B minus, I know why fans would be pretty, pretty disappointed in all that. Middle-class quarterbacks, that is that is well put, my friend, and I appreciate your time, Patrick. I know I will talk to you soon, brother. Sounds good, Grady. Thank you. All right, buddy. That's Patrick Finley covers the Bears for the Chicago Sun-Times. I'm Mark Grody in for Joe O tonight. I want to hear from you. 312-644-6767. This is a good time to text or call. That is the number on which to do it. 312-644-6767. When we return, the question out there for you to respond to is, was this the right thing to do for Allen Robinson? To As a Bears fan... Thinking as a general manager, was this the right thing to do to give him the franchise tag, or would you have preferred that the Bears just took care of him as their base, the base of the offense, build it around that for the next three years? 312-644-6767. Also ahead, we will hear from Robbie Gold. Some really interesting thoughts from Gold, who was on the score on the afternoon show earlier today. He once upon a time had the franchise tag placed on him. He talks about what it means, what it meant to him, and what it might mean to Allen Robinson. Grody in for Ostrowski on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It'll be a 50-yard try. They're going to mark it just inside the 40. So officially 49 yards. It down. Gold wins it. Pat Manley, the long snapper, Maynard, put it in position, and Robbie Gold sends the Bears to the NFC Championship game. That's right, an eventual Super Bowl year, but Bob Gold. Putting it through, again, coincidentally, against Seattle. And I'm going to say coincidentally because we keep talking about Russell Wilson. Mark Rohde with you on Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. I'm in for Joe O tonight, in until 10. Podcaster Olin Krutz is going to join me at 7 o'clock here tonight on the score. We're going to hear more from Robbie Gold here in just a second. There's a reason why we just played that highlight right there. But I do want to ask you, what do you think about the Bears placing the franchise tag on wide receiver Allen Robinson? Would you have preferred that they invested in a long-term deal? And we are talking about that right now here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, you can respond on Twitter if you'd like, at Mark Grody Sports, or call or text 312-644-6767. So I, I, think, I think it's good for right now, and I do say for now, because when it was noon today and I heard anything, I had not heard anything from the Bears, and I was a little bit surprised by that, I thought the news would come down late morning or maybe even early morning that we would start to get whispers of the franchise tag being placed on Allen Robinson. I thought, well, maybe they are starting to work out or hammer out some sort of mini or long-term deal for Allen Robinson. And I started to think, well, maybe that's not a good sign because if they were working out a long-term deal with Allen Robinson, that might mean that the Bears had struck out on their desired quarterback, which still might happen. And if the Bears do have to settle for, and you know Patrick Finley put it perfectly, a middle-class quarterback, then where you don't have to give up a lot of resources or pay tons of money, quarterbacks are always going to cost a lot of money, but you know what I'm saying, then you might have a little bit more room by July 15th to get that three-year deal done with Allen Robinson and make everybody happy. But I think, my guess is, is that you, the Bears fan, will probably be a little bit happier if the Bears were to get one of their desired quarterbacks. It, it, is, it, is, still, it is still possible. 
More on Al Robinson here in a second, but let's get to this Robbie Gold, who once upon a time had the franchise tag placed on him. He was on the score earlier this afternoon on the, the Parkins and Spiegel show, and he responded to the question of why players basically hate getting the franchise tag. It gives a, it gives the team, it gives you, the player, uh, a couple more months to try to negotiate a deal. Uh, usually not a whole heck of a lot you're going to see happen um, in the coming months. Yeah, they'll go back and forth a little bit, but usually right about the deadline uh, in July is when things start to move. Uh, as a player, uh, you know, you, you, you played really well for a certain amount of time that, you know, you've become a free agent. And unfortunately, this is part of the game. But the other side of that is like, hey, I like you. I want you. You want to be here, but you don't want to pay me what I deserve. Right. So um, it, it, it's hard to, to ba- balance the two. Um, it can get contentious. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, obviously there's a bunch of things um, from a player's perspective as well as, um, an organizational perspective that people are going to have to kind of conceptualize and there's going to have to be a give and take at some point. But the tough part is, is he's not going to start negotiating a deal um, worth anything less than two years, fully guaranteed at 41 plus million bucks because that's the, the two franchise tags and teams going to say, well, we want you less than that. Right. So, um, and the average salary right now is a receiver somewhere between in the top five is probably anywhere in the $22 million plus range. So they're getting him for eighteen, nineteen. He's getting a four four million dollar cut. Yeah, sure, it's eighteen, nineteen million dollars. But in the market, in the scheme of things, you know, he deserves way more than that. And he's a Penn Stater, so I love I love that about him. Um, so I'm, I'm a little biased as well. That's Robbie Gold, the the former Bears kicker who had had the franchise tag placed on him years ago, and everything he said there makes sense. And of course, I, and that and that's what I'm seeing on on the text line from a lot of people that that the I think the mean text right now is, and I mean like the average text is, of course he deserves it, but it's the right thing for the Bears to do. So. Yeah, for like from the 618. I I think tagging Robinson is the best move. It leaves the possibility of a trade or extension. If they had negotiated a deal, they lose flexibility and now they can wait and see what happens. A lot of text messages coming in like that. And I agree. And I get like look from from Allen Robinson's standpoint, like personally, I'd probably be a little indignant too because not only is he being great on the field, and that is the most important part, he is maybe the most popular guy inside the, the locker room for the Bears in terms of being a vocal leader, and obviously he leads by example as well. And then he is, for whatever it's worth, too, like Allen Robinson is a guy who is great to the public, great to you, great to us in the in the media. So he has done a lot of the things that other players don't like to do, and that is being available every time a microphone pops up. So he's got to be thinking to himself, like, come on, like, what does a guy got to do to get a deal done around here? And I don't know what happened during the regular season. I mean, I have my suspicions on what went down, and, and specifically that would be that, you know, the, the Bears had a number and Allen Robinson had a number and neither side would budge, and then they got to a bad point where nothing happened and neither side would budge, and they, they certainly didn't budge today, and here they are 
now in a situation where Allen Robinson has the the franchise tag. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Um, one more cut from from Robbie Gold. More on on his experience because I think this will help us all kind of relate to what other players go through and what Allen Robinson might be going through. Here's how it was used on him. Here's more from Robbie Gold. No one wants to go through that. I mean, um, when I was with the Bears, the Bears would use that against me in negotiations saying, hey, we can franchise tag you, right? So, I mean, that's just how the team uses it. They use it either as a negotiation tactic or they actually put it on you, and then you have to go through a whole, you know, couple months. But I think, you know, as as players and player reps, you, you know, you're trying to do what's right by all players. Um, and usually it becomes more of a majority than, you know, the, the small group of players that, you know, this affects. Now, you know, those are the guys that are the top tier players in the league. They're going to probably get a contract. They have the most leverage. And as a player, you just have to be able to find that leverage and you have to find ways to um, understand where you, that lies. Right. So the tough part for the bears is, you know, I'm sure Alan, you know, he's made a contract here. He's done well for himself. Like he's in a financial situation. I'm sure that he's going to give himself the leverage that if, you know, Hey, I don't have to sign the franchise tag. I'm willing to sit out games until you pay me. Um, but I don't know that he's, he's going to want to do that. You know what I mean? I don't know him. I haven't spoken to him, but you know, those, some, that's the other side of it too. Right. Like for me, when I got franchised by the 49ers, um, you know, we had spent a year and a half negotiating and eventually got to the point where they, I was the first player franchised <laughs> that season. Um, and I was willing to not go back. I was willing to sell the season. I was willing to walk away from football in some capacity because it was bouncing family and football. Right. So, you know, everybody's personal situation is different. Um, but at the end of the day, like I think, uh, it all comes down to finding a common ground, and mine didn't happen until basically uh, the day of the deadline. So um, it's going to be a long couple months, but you know, hopefully the Bears give Allen what he deserves, and, and hopefully Allen will get what makes him happy. And you know, he's a great player, especially in this league. And, and as players, you're always trying as refs to, to help everybody out. Unfortunately, to to get rid of the franchise tag is something the owners aren't going to go for for a lot of financial purposes, but I think the other side of that too is, uh, has a lot to do with, um, you know, what are we going to gain as players that we're going to give up? And I just don't know that we've found a balance in that to get rid of the franchise tag yet. So funny, man. Like every, every year around franchise tag time, it's, you hear players becoming furious and I used the word indignant earlier, but it's there. It is on the side of the, so people should not necessarily get angry at management, oh, management, when they use the tools that are at their disposal unless they are negotiated out of the contracts. And, again, that was Robbie Gold, former Bears kicker, on the Parkins and Spiegel show on the score. When we return, I'll answer the question of whether or not Allen Robinson will sit out the OTAs, training camp, games i'll answer that question and coming up at the top of the hour the former bear current media man and podcaster olin Krutz, next on chicago sports radio 670 the score it's a grody show in for a joe o show on chicago sports radio 670 the score 312 644 67 67 been talking bears and alan robinson if you like him getting the franchise tag or if you thought there should have been a long-term deal done i don't think alan robinson 
in this predicament is going to sit out. I mean, I don't know that for sure. Or as a fact, it doesn't seem like something he would do, although when agents are involved, it may be strongly recommended that he does. I'm positive he won't sit out any of the games. It's just like one of those things, like especially if you're on if if he is still on the one year deal when the season starts at twenty seven, he is going to want to have the season of his life obviously going forward because the hope for him would be that, well, either the Bears were to get another long-term deal done with him or another team does, assuming the Bears didn't slap the franchise tag down again. So my answer is, for now, no, I don't think Allen Robinson would would sit out of the OTAs or camp or games either. 312-644-6767. Steve, been waiting in Morris. Steve, you're on the score. What's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Can you hear me, Mark? I got you, Steve. What's going on, man? Well, Mark? Yeah, Steve? Yeah, Steve? Hello, Mark? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Steve. All right, this, is, this isn't working. <laughs> hey, hey, make sure, make sure you isolate that. Let's bring that back later on. Okay? Yeah, Let's bring yeah, that, that call I, yeah. back. Okay. That was good. That was very good. A couple Cold of radio from, right there. Yeah, no, no, really good. Let, you know what? Let's bring that back in the 9 o'clock hour. Um, on Twitter, at Mark Grody Sports, people responding to the questions about Allen Robinson. A couple good ones right here. Um, from T on Twitter, why does it have to be one or the other? And this is asking about Allen Robinson, the long-term deal. Now they have until mid-July to figure it out. The cap it is not even set yet. Can't blame them for wanting to see final figures. Yeah. And then I like this one from Russ to Chicago again on at Mark Rody Sports. He says, it's another smart move by the Bears. Good decisions are often unpopular in business. Not everything is obvious. In sports, they're even more unpopular. I'd say pace is cooking up something we don't see coming. And that's, I mean, I am choosing right now to believe that that there is because while there are plenty of things to critique Ryan Pace on or any GM the hits and the misses he has not been afraid to do or attempt big things yes even going after Mitchell Trubisky at number two that was a big thing and a big deal the you know the biggest one of his career Khalil Mack he he will do these things he will surprise you and until I hear otherwise from either Ryan Pace or anybody from the Bears or any of my sources then I am not ruling out the possibility of the big splash this might be my favorite response on Twitter to these to these Bears questions this comes from Chris my guy Chris on Twitter Chris I appreciate you following me and being on Twitter but he does write no nobody cares now that's funny because sometimes that's right. Like, because sometimes you'll put a tweet out and people won't care, and then they just got to be bleeps and they got to say, "Oh, I don't care." Well, why, why are you taking the time to actually write that? But in this case, Chris, in this case, you're actually wrong because most people actually care about. I could probably be talking about the backup long snapper right now, and people would probably care. And God bless the longs, Patrick. Manly, almost forgot his last name. Um, but okay, Chris says nobody cares. But then Mikey P right after that says, "Look at the knob and reach out." Now I don't want you to turn us off, Chris. I don't want you to do that. But I, I, I do want you to reconsider 
your your stance that you don't care because I look at me look at me I think you do care I think you do and you're afraid to care from Brian Co on Twitter got to figure out the QB first then sign a Rob to market value if he wants to be here and yeah I that I agree with that and that's what I was saying earlier that the one thing I was worried about is if the Bears were concocting a three-year deal earlier today when it felt like maybe that was happening I was like does that mean now that there will definitely not be any sort of splash move at the quarterback position and once they figure that out then wait and see and that would be the best of both worlds and I know that Things are not great as far as the salary cap is concerned. We talked a lot about that with Patrick Finley in the first half of the show today. But things can be manipulated. Things can be changed. And nobody wants to see well-known players go. But some of that is going to probably happen as well once the free agent frenzy hits. And I'll stop saying that at some point in time. But it is fun right now to say free agent frenzy when it does open next Wednesday. A week from tomorrow is when free agency opens and deals will be put in place before they are signed. But obviously in the next week, we will hear lots of names like Bobby Massey, who will eventually be officially waived by the Bears. And a guy who can respond to that and many more things about the Bears, I'm going to ask Olin Krutz all of these questions. Krutz, the former Bear Current broadcaster and podcaster Olin Krutz joins me next. It's the Joe O Show. Mark Grody sitting in on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 